Guess I'm awake really, now. Really bringing it for the finale. Sorry. I forgot one step. My bad. Okay. Yeah, turn that down. Okay. My bad. Why do you, why do you want to hurt us? <laughs> I think it's obvious. <laughs> I was thinking uh, as we as we arrive at the end of the season, how, how we've all changed. How we're <laughs> the husks of men yes. that we once were. Yeah. Before we began this, this grand endeavor. <laughs> And no end in sight. Uh, I need a nap. <laughs> need a nap every day. Uh, okay. So, let's talk about Star Trek Voyager Season 6. Do we have and, to? And, and yes, we have to. Okay. It's mandated. Uh, basically, this is because uh, we don't decide whether the whole season is good or garbage. That completely goes as a vote on our Patreon. Uh, and they will hear this episode first. Mm-hmm. So this, all of our discussion here is for everyone's enjoyment that follows the show. But it's basically our our last chance to influence the grand jury. Right, right. Really, you guys influence. I really have no dog in this fight. Mm-hmm. Neither do I this time. Actually, as it turns <laughs> out, I've decided I to think let it's the all garbage. Run. Okay, so let's, let's... And I think for once, I'm right. Let's start. Let's start with just briefly... Your general thoughts on the season. Just kind of an overview. How are you feeling? What, how would you sum up this season as a whole? This season makes me tired of Voyager. Like, it, just thinking about it just exhausts me. It's just draining about, like, Obviously, our ratio good to garbage is basically the same as it normally is, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, like 17 to 9, I think you said. Yes, uh, which I was surprised by. Which I, too, was surprised by. And I think it's because a lot of the goods, I would say it, easily half of the goods, maybe a third, if I'm being more generous, could have easily just been garbage and maybe should have been. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just something. So, yeah, it's just I just feel very drained. Like it's it seems like they the writers are tired of the cast, so they brought in other actors and told stories about other characters that because they're bored, I guess. I don't know. It's very it's very odd. I mean, I think it's I think it's telling that one of the best episodes is about someone not in the cast. Hmm. Um yeah, uh, that's kind of where I am. Uh, okay, I would submit that part of the fatigue factor with season six is from stems from the fact that this project, this podcast, this crucible, whatever we want to call this thing that we have subjected ourselves to, uh, at this point requires us to comb through each episode with a critical fine tooth comb and make sense of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember watching season six. I mean, I would have watched season six at least twice just for funsies, like at various points in my life mm-hmm. before we ever did this podcast. And I don't remember thinking like, wow, this is an awesome, coherent season, just laser tight piece of storytelling start to finish. But also I don't remember feeling as exhausted by it as I did by the end of this season. Like I remember thinking, Oh, some of these episodes are weird. Why did they put that idea in here? Some of these are fun. Some of them are a handful are legitimately good. Mm-hmm. 
and then I just rolled on into season seven mm-hmm. because I was experiencing it as a fan right. and not as somebody who has to think about it hard enough to generate content about it. Um, the exercise of having to defend a lot of the writer's decisions throughout the course of this season, because that is my role in the show, is to try to play the apologist, um, was pretty tiring by the end because, frankly, I don't, I don't know where they were going with a lot of it. And I don't understand. And and I've had to make leaps on behalf of Voyager before, but these are like leaps. This is really stretching to say, oh no, I think I have a suggestion as to why they (laughs) decided to grossly mishandle. I have a whole true crime podcast to explain yeah, how this happened and why it's that's good. A, that's probably what it would do. Lots of string on the wall and yeah. So if I'm if I'm just if I'm just running through, well, it's not on Netflix anymore, but on uh, Paramount Plus, you know, letting Voyager play in the background while I'm doing laundry or whatever, then I don't think I'm as offended and exhausted by a lot of season six as I am because of the nature of my role in this show. Now, that being said, this was the toughest season to defend week to week. Uh, yeah, I can definitely empathize with you. Like, it feels like this season specifically was the least prepared. Maybe prepared is the wrong word for any sort of critical view. Yes, like it. Uh, my my vibe for the season is that a lot of it is immaterial, like like diaphanous fluff that's designed to just be entertaining and fun, and sometimes very good but not not intended to superfluous tell a story or make us care about characters or make it most of the stuff that really was like uh resonant about the the main cast this season was them throwing back to old stuff from previous seasons yeah um it feels designed to fill 46 minutes of airtime on UPN once a week with Star Trek or Star Trek adjacent material. Yeah, and this, this and it's not all bad. No, no, but, no, 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 no. Uh, and I, I do agree with Jonathan. I think there are several of those good, like this this season, especially in the middle, the the squishy middle, as I've been thinking of it. There were many of them that were hovering right on that good garbage line. And another a, a different day, the same three of us could have come to a different result very easily i have, I have a question for you okay. okay say this show was made today okay um but all the episodes this show are, was made today this mo- <laughs> <laughs> but all the episodes are the same as they are okay could you cut let's say how many 26 episodes could you cut 16 episodes from this and still get the same thing out of season six uh and have it be better uh i would actually i don't know if better is maybe the or right. is equally good less exhausting because there'd be less of it. No, I think you could cut this season down. If I want to be real cruel, I'm like you can cut the season down to about four episodes. I think and you're then right. Roll into seven. I think you're right because there's so much that like that didn't matter. That didn't matter. That didn't matter. Like and and I know we've sort of uh, argued about this before about like the Goo Crew season. Like was this the Goo Crew? But like so many of the stuff does focus on external characters from Voyager that we don't when, when we get it we'll save a little bit of this when we get into where we go through the main cast and talk about how they how the season treated them did they grow how did they grow all that kind of well, stuff. let me respond I mean that's an interesting thought exercise mm. but I, th- I feel like in fairness I do have to put out there that TV was TV episodes on an individual level were made for different reasons back then. oh I agree like oh, now sure. in the in the age of the 10 to 8 to 10 to 12 episode season of things 
every episode is expected to move. The yeah, game. this would never so, be made as a 26 uh, no. episode. Back in the now. 26 yeah. episode, no. in, the, in that era, if you think yeah. about shows broadly from that era, from kind of the 80s, 90s, and even to the early aughts, a lot of things were made to fill time, which is not a not a permission to make shit. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I don't even mean that as an yeah. excuse. I just think if, if I could put out one caveat to sure. that thought exercise, any we could probably find really good seasons of shows that we like more than Voyager from back then. Yeah. Say Deep Space Nine. I know yeah. we always go back to that, right? But any any season of Deep Space Nine, even the ones where they're in the thick of the Dominion War, their episodes were like, oh, no, they the they can't get the jukebox working in the casino, you know, type right. episodes that you could well, that you could pull because it's just the nature of how TV worked. I, I think. If you look at Deep Space Nine and, and TNG, probably more TNG, um, I think they're even considering like the reset button and not holding that against them because uh, we're not doing that anymore. But I think the quality of episodes were better. Like, yeah, there are a lot of throwaway. There are throwaway episodes in those as well. Yeah, but a, a but, TNG but, throwaway episode is like. It was still Worf and Alexander fight a million datas. In exactly, the like, like it's something know. memorable. It's good storytelling. It's interesting. I hate Alex, and I just feel I just <laughs> feel like so much. I mean, he shows back up in Deep Space Nine. Yeah, and he's, he's like now just worse. I was like, no, yeah. how <laughs> did you make this character worse? Well, they yeah. made him a joke, a complete joke, uh, literally. Uh, yeah, I just feel like the throwaway episodes in those shows are still good. No, I, I do agree with you that I think you could. You could pick ten episodes if they were coming out now. So these are like you could easily reduce this down to ten episodes and keep all the main the things you really liked yeah. and anything that moved the ball forward, like like everything involving Starfleet. Like keep both Barkley episodes and keep the beginning and the end and keep like the the two or three like really solid episodes in the middle. Yeah. But so much of it is like they're never going to talk about this again. Like this yeah. is never going to influence a story. Admittedly, never say never because we were convinced Demon was a oh, what a weird episode that's never going to come up again yeah. and right. that proved to be untrue. Um but I was thinking like if I was binging this just for fun as a fan and we weren't doing the podcast, I just said like instead that fateful night when we were like what if we make a Voyager podcast. If instead if we'd been like, nah, I'm just going to binge it. Uh, I think this, if I had, I believe I would have made it. Podcasts are dumb. I'm just going to watch the show. I'm just going to watch the show. I'm not going to turn it into content. Um, I think this is the season I would have drifted away. And admittedly, I'm, I will drift away from anything. I'm looking for a way out from every media. I want to break it down and escape so I can be miserable again. Um, it's like one of those breakout room things that people pay for. Every show you get into, you're immediately looking for the clues that will help you to escape. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speed running my way to not liking this. Skip the clues. Break <laughs> the door down. Um, but yeah, that's sort of my whole vibe is that it feel, this, this feels like a skippable season of a show. And with the cast they have and the resources they have and the franchise they are in, that's a shame. But I do want to throw out that a lot of times we kind of just sort of say, oh, well, the writers did this, the writers did that. This is the season that I, I feel like I can't, I cannot believe that a group of writers who have been writing the show for six years at this point mm -hmm. made these decisions autonomously. This, yeah. like, I, like, I know, I know, I've heard enough of the rumbles. This feels like week to week more than ever, someone saying, go do this. Like, well, that doesn't make any sense go do this and then they go do it and then they just the next week's like go do this other thing oh, okay well you're you having you being a, a 
professional writer in your own right know how professional writers think. And of course, no two writers are completely alike, right? But there is there is there are consistent common thought processes that guide creatives of all stripes. Mm-hmm. And you know that some of these decisions were not made by people who are professional writers and consider that to be their craft. I, I, at least I don't think so. You don't so. think so. I mean, and a lot of the missteps in this season required a lot of effort. Yeah. Like fucking Fairhaven? <laughs> that yeah. took effort. Yes. This isn't like, hey, we're taking a week and phoning it in. It's like, no, no, this is going to be really labor intensive out, outside and beyond what we normally put into an episode. So I, it does have the sense that they one week are being steered into this ditch only to be steered into out of that ditch and into another ditch very deliberately. Like like someone's there there are eight sets of hands fighting over the wheel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, from week to week, and the you know the the results are what you'd expect. Uh, I, I was texting with a friend. Uh, you know him. Uh, <clears throat> You like the listeners know him. You listener. You know <laughs> no, no, it's it's it's, it's Stephen. It's, it's yeah. And he yeah. was he was sick, and so he was he decided to on the same day watch all of the Star Trek pilots, the pre New Trek. So he watched yeah, TOS. He watched um, TNG. He watched Voyager, and he watched DS Nine. And we were texting back and forth about it, and um, and he was talking about in Caretaker. He was like, I don't. What are they doing? What are they trying to accomplish? This is so strange. Like even like arguably TNG's pilot is pretty bad, but it's got a lot going for it. Like it's got Q, like Picard's already a very strong force in that. Like it does a lot of, and it also sets the stage for the rest of that season. Caretaker doesn't feel like that. Caretaker kind of feels like bolted together. Yeah. But we're texting back. Did you watch both parts of Caretaker? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Since it was a two-parter. Um, but I was texting with them, and like I was doing, like I was doing something else while we were texting, and uh, he was talking about it, and I was like, "Huh? Well, it's a story about committee with no vision to guide it." And then I like one all, then I went back. I was like, "Oh, I think I just wrote Voyager's epitaph <laughs> in a lot of ways." <laughs> uh, that's what the season feels like. It's by committee, and there's no overarching vision. Yeah, like, and if there is a vision, it's to get ratings, make number go up. And uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's sort of my whole like vibe. The on episode season. with The Rock, and you have things like that. There's a lot of guest stars. It feels like there's more guest stars, more notable or it's all, like it's recognizable all guest stars. Yeah. yeah, it's mostly guest stars. And even the Fairhaven stuff. If you're if you're a Star Trek fan, and then they get like next week on Star Trek, and you see like an idyllic Irish village, you're like, okay, I gotta know what that's about. Harry like, Kim's I- kissing a cow next yeah, week. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, I, I would say like there's a little bit of that musket ratings happening in season five, but I still argue that season five feels like a coherent episode or season of a Star Trek show. Compared not, to this season, maybe absolutely. Maybe not your favorite season of a Star Trek show, right? Mm-hmm. But season five, I could stick it up there with some of the more forgettable seasons of TNG, I think, of the things that you sort of like on a TNG rewatch. There'll be long stretches in TNG and you're like, oh, I had forgotten about this episode. And there's like a pretty good reason I had forgotten about this <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah, there's some clunkers. Yeah, but that's, I'm saying that's season five. I think season six, if I'm being honest, falls below that mark mm-hmm. because it's just not coherent in its badness and weirdness. Well, yeah. uh, that's the train. Oh, so okay. So that's the end of our episode. We said we'd record we've, until we've the train came. Uh, we've recorded yeah. until train. Goodbye. Good luck, Grand Jury.
anyway, uh, where were we? I guess we should probably wait until that's. This is gonna I feel be, like it's slowing down. This is going to be a thing. It's just going to park here and then lay yeah, on stopping. the horn. It's, it's stopping. Definitely stopping. That train lives there now. Well, let's wait till it stops. Oh, reach oh. <laughs> forward. That that little sh shimmer it does when all the the cars hit each other. If you're outside, is the loudest sound you've really? ever heard in your life. Yeah. Especially when the cars are empty. Man, it's so loud. All right. Uh, so anywho. Yeah. All thoughts of Voyager have left my mind while we <laughs> took a little break. Um, Perhaps let's go to the next part of your outline. Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. I mean, we'll, we'll, I'm sure we'll circle back to many of these topics. So as we are, you already kind of mentioned, we did, we checked the good garbage split for this season, which was 17 good, 9 garbage, which we were surprised by. Like all of us like, what? And then we realized that the last two seasons prior, season four and season five, have the exact same split. And then we looked further back to season three, season two, season one, had similar splits, mm -hmm. like 65, 35, good to garbage, uh, which is interesting because I feel like we're all coming into the end of this being like, that season kind of sucked. And not in like a, they picked a direction and that direction was bad. No. Just we were... I, at least I'm speaking for myself, I was confused constantly about where are we going? What's the show doing? Why are we doing it? It was the refusal to pick a direction. Yeah. I feel like absolutely. if they had picked a direction and stuck to it, I would feel more comfortable stepping in here and trying to defend that choice. But coming into this episode, I don't really know what choices exactly it is I'm trying to defend. I'd be trying to defend mm. the choice to make no consistent choices at all. <laughs> Whereas with, with season five, I was like, well, we agree season five wasn't awesome. But there seemed to be a through line of a thing they were going for there. I uh -huh. don't remember what it was, but I remember there being something. They, yeah. That, yeah. That, that was the season they wanted to do Year of Hell all season. Yes. And they can only do two episodes. Right. But that sort of theme hung over the season. Yeah. And so oh, I, can, I, can, I, can, I, can I can work with that. Yes. I can work with that. Yes. Season six has given me, even though there are definitely individual episodes that I like, and some that I don't think maybe are even quite as bad as, as, as we ultimately like arrived at with them, I got nothing for the season as a whole to defend here, other than this is just a bucket of episodes. I think it's impressive. Do you that like they, Star Trek episodes? Here's one. Here's some in a bucket. I feel like it's impressive that they've spent multiple millions of dollars, lots of money, on making 26 episodes that do nothing. Mm. Like, how do you not even accidentally do something? I mean, I mean, a couple times, I guess maybe th those are the good episodes. I don't know, but like, yeah, it's it's impressive. I just don't know why they didn't want to go anywhere. Like, well, I was thinking about that's. I think I was going to say what I was going to say before when I when I got distracted or lost the thought. The uh, season five still had that feel of like I haven't. I've not done a deep dive on the Rick Berman and Brandon Braga of it all and eh, what pressures were happening behind the the scenes. But season five felt like the like compared to this season must have been the last season where they were like, no, we're gonna fight for some stuff. And this season feels like we are not going to fight. We're going to come to work, and what we're told to do, we will do it. We will collect our paycheck, yep. and we well, will this is, this update is, our resume because this show only has one more season left. And well, we this need is to the first season where Brandon Barker is actually in charge, right? Oh, I don't know. I think it is. I don't know. I think it is. Yeah, you, you're usually our guy for that kind of information. No, I, 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 think, I think it is. And this is also, well, you thought it was going to go somewhere because they brought in, uh, what's his name, from Deep Space Nine? To be a writer. 
Uh, Jay Michael Ronald D. Moore. Ronald D. Moore, who yeah. quit after like three episodes. Yeah, yeah, he and he mad. quit because it wasn't. They didn't want it to go anywhere. And I, yeah, I don't know. Was he the problem? What, did they scare him? Did he scare them rather by wanting to go somewhere? They got so traumatized by that that they that they just made a show that did nothing. No, it feels like like for me without really knowing it, it feels like please don't notice us. That's like a lot of these choices feel like, here you go, a perfectly fine episode where they fight con men. You know, like, it's like, don't, do not, do not rock the boat is what this feels like. This is also the first season that they didn't have another Star Trek running at the same time. Oh, interesting. So Deep Space Nine was done by Deep Space Nine was done. So they're the the only Star Trek running. They're the only Star Trek on TV. Do you think the, do you think there was a competition, even subconsciously, uh, between the writers of Voyager and uh, Deep Space Nine uh, to make episodes better. To, to, and now that they have no competition, they have no, nothing else to gauge off of uh, to try and one-up. That That's an interesting theory. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I don't think you're wrong. Like I think that's a, actually could be a lot of it, it's like subconsciously, like you say. But even that doesn't feel like the theory of why season six is how it is like yeah. it just maybe maybe there is no one explanation right it's just a combination of all these factors sure and just general weariness of the people creating it but <laughs> the thing is that's what's that's what's interesting to me about like i've been thinking about this a good bit because just because i've started thinking about we're doing season seven seven next and then we're doing our omega season and um about the, the theory of Voyager, like, what are we going to say when we get to the end? What have we learned from all this? And for now, the, the stub of an idea in my head is that Voyager exists in the margins of itself. Like, the things we really like about Voyager are generally not what the show was trying to accomplish week to week, right. you know? Like, it's not, like, with rare exceptions, there's some individual episodes and seasons of Voyager that are great. But, like, honestly, a lot of the stuff that we really love is coming in the margins. It's coming from the actors, honestly, performing it. It's coming from just the the weird, this week, every, somehow from this 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 uh, goulash arose something amazing. And that's really fun and exciting to be a part of. I don't know. Uh, I, think, I think that you, just based off the, the ratings numbers that I was able to pull up just now, like, I think you may have hit on it earlier when... It, every episode feels like a hail mary, a weird hail mary pass to just try to salvage some week to week ratings mm-hmm. because right. TNG averaged during sweep sweeps week throughout its run eleven percent of American households. Wow, Deep Space Nine. Can you imagine that now? Oh, I know. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. impossible numbers. Six six percent for DS Nine. So that's a pretty significant drop off based off you know like obviously when they launched Deep Space Nine, they're trying to generate another TNG level hit. Mm. They didn't, even though it's a great show, critically beloved now. Only 6%. Voyager never did better than 5 Wow. And so with Deep Space Nine being over, I, you have to wonder if the business types were looking and saying, okay, Star Trek's on its way out the door. We still have this buy for Voyager for the next you know, two seasons or whatever. 
every week needs to be just trying to get eyeballs, trying to get out. Let's stop absorb trying to tell, the people looking for Star Trek. Yeah, or or people who just are sitting there watching the TV with with nothing. You know, give them something that they can just fall into week to week. Make them not change the channel. They when don't it care comes about on. who okay. Tuvok is at this point. If we have to give them something with different characters, you know, that's not part of the main cast that they feel like they can fall in on, that's no way to tell a story. Obviously, to just des- desperation pleas for ratings week in and week out. But I, to me, that is the most. If I had to pick a single explanation, that seems like the most plausible. Hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And does kind of explain a lot of the weird flexes in this season. Uh, okay, so we've already kind of touched on this uh, in that we can, like, because a lot of, the, a lot of uh, when you're looking at something critically, generally a good lens is, then we've talked about it plenty, like, what were, what was the goal of the creator of this peak of art? piece of art and how close did they get to that goal and so if we are thinking that the goal was just please watch us <laughs> then i guess they succeeded i mean i'm sure people watch uh, but that's not critically speaking that's not a valid goal no for our purposes here mm. right yeah I, I would like i put this question on there and then i was like wait I don't think I can express what their goal was, like as 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 a narrative, not as a show and a property and a franchise, but just as a story. What was the goal of this season? Remember last season, I was like, "What do we call this season?" I'm, I'm we're even further away from that oh, yeah. in this season. I've, there is no nice tidy bucket to put season six in, and it's not even easy to be like, "This is the crap season," which there's a lot of crap in it. Yeah, but it, that's that's not it either. Like, it's it's. It's very weird without being interesting. And yeah. that I, and that's generally that is not the Voyager brand that I've loved. No, it's like yeah, it's odd. weird and bad and deeply interesting. That's that's I my take Voyager. That. Yeah, yeah. I can fight for at that. least that's something. Yeah. Um Okay, so I guess we'll move on. Well, I feel I, I agree with you. I think at least when it's bad, it's it gives us something to talk about. I mean, yeah, there's been a, a lot, lot of seasons these... where we've kind of like episodes where we've struggled to be like, uh, uh, uh f- fun times. Yeah. Harry Harry's there. I you mean, know, you, like you would think at a minimum they would use the use season 6 to put some pieces on the board that they want out there for their final season. And I guess they did that, but was it worth burning an entire season to have the Borg kids out there? Was it worth burning an entire season to have, you know, some of the development, I guess, that you had with seven and a few episodes? You just didn't need to burn 26 episodes to do it. Like, no. <laughs> if this was a setup episode for a setup season for the, for the final season, there should have been more attention to the main cast. And to having things happen to the main cast instead of a lot of run-through characters that we won't see again because by design they're one-offs. Yeah, a lot of I was thinking about a lot of the show level big turns and big reveals and big concepts are inside conversations that are not the focus of the episode du jour. Like the whole conversation that Janeway and Chakotay have about like, oh, we're in contact with Starfleet again, yeah. and we're looking like we're probably going to get home. Oh, shit. We're going to have to explain all the things we did and why we did them. Yeah. That's critical for on a show level. <laughs> also, how sure are we that Chakotay and Bolana won't go to prison as soon as we get back? Because as far as Starfleet's concerned, they're Maquis. Mm-hmm. They're traitors. They're known criminals. 
uh, but yeah, they just, it's just in the side. Like, um, even uh, the big episode with uh, Barkley, where they finally make contact. Like, I was when we watched that episode. Oh, this whole season is going to be about this. It should have been the influence of Starfleet again in that, their lives, that, and they just left it till the very end of the episode, end of the season. It should have been about that. That like I can, I can live with like. You know, seasons three, four, five uh, of of this, like they're they're just you know they've there's less hope now of getting home, you know that sort of thing. Like mm-hmm. we're we're it's more about survival, but like I think once you make contact uh, with Starfleet, like it sh- that should renew all those things and all the you know everything should be you know about that. Um, well, and you paid all that money to bring in guest stars yeah. from another franchise. You would think that that's like that, that. You justify that expense by saying this is a launch event for the story that we are telling for the rest of this season. Mm-hmm. So you got to go get me Barkley. You got to go get uh, Troy in here. You know, I need I need set pieces that look like Starfleet headquarters because this is a launch for everything we're doing with season six but and then it isn't and they do circle back around to it but like it's just like one other episode it's, it's not just, like it's the guiding it's principle all, it's, of, it's all a rating stunt that's, that's right the only thing that matters right they right. don't care about the story yeah it's going back to what, what i was what we were saying before about every every episode feels like a one-shot rating stunt mm-hmm. it's it's the first season that we've watched that i'm left feeling like what a shame what a waste yeah with this cast and this world that you have to play in like what, what a waste um, okay, but I don't want to be too dire. There are some things we did really like about this season. But, uh, so, quick little uh, thought experiment, because we've spent a fair amount of time this season and in general talking about uh, this isn't how, like, what Star Trek is supposed to be like, blah, 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 blah. And this episode was like, blah, 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 blah. Right. So what what is Star Trek? Here we are. We've done this for six seasons. We've never actually, I think I don't think we've ever really tackled this question. Like, what is Star, Star Trek? And does that answer have anything to do with whether or not Voyager is good or garbage? Like, are you personally, if, if it's good, it means it is Star Trek and this is what Star Trek's supposed to be. Or is it garbage? And that means, like, w- what is Star Trek? Voyager on the whole or season six? Uh, Both, honestly. Like, on the whole, but de- definitely specifically to season six. Mm. Mm. I'll go first. Yeah, give yeah. you guys a minute to think about it. Uh, For me, Star Trek is about people solving problems with their minds and not their fists. Okay. Like that's what it is. It's about people having boring conversations in rooms and trying to act ethically where in a in a crazy ass uh universe. And uh, for me personally, whether Voyager is Star Trek or is not Star Trek doesn't have anything to do with whether it's good or garbage to me. I think a lot of Star Trek is garbage. But it's still Star Trek. Yeah. Like, it's still in that that mode, in that that realm. Sure. But yeah, but that, that's, it's, to me, it's a simple answer. It's just about people trying to solve problems with their brains and not with just, let's kill them all. Well, yeah, I agree. I think it's, you know, it, it should be at its core about exploring mm-hmm. and, the, and just the, the shit they run into while they're exploring. And they're exploring space. They're exploring themselves humanity as a whole like what physically. that what that means <laughs> and physically centrally. yes uh centrally as uh there's been a few star trek episodes about that yes no i i think i think it's all about exploration uh i agree with you as far as the the fisticuffs i think that 
should generally be kept to a minimum because um, I mean that's hmm. uh, you don't need it for good storytelling. It's why the very first episode of Picard put me off immediately. Yeah, I was like, mm, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah, um, but yeah, I agree with you. My so my I think Star Trek at its best is stories about people who are ostensibly more evolved than we are facing the same problem sets that we face today and then either having to prove how much more evolved they are or show that they actually are not that much more evolved yeah, than us. Yeah, I like that. That's my my favorite Voyager stuff is when Jane, everybody, I mean, of course, you know, obviously I love Janeway and, and, and all that, but like when the circumstances force her to be a little more 20th century then she probably when she very much believes herself to be a paragon mm-hmm. of 24th century values when this the pressure to survive the pressure to get these people home forces her into a little more of a like a barbarian mindset i mean we we nerd out because we like to see Jane, janeway kick ass but there's actually like a deeper thematic thing there that i mm-hmm. also enjoy it's also why i love like like the back three season turn of deep space nine because it's like, what will you get pushed to when the when the death count gets up into the billions mm-hmm. in this war? Will you make Section Thirty One? Will you do? Will you be complicit in the assassination of a Romulan senator, Cisco? You know what? What <laughs> are these people that are looked down their noses at the past? Uh, who think we've distanced ourselves from our from our primitive roots will fall will they fall back into those modes when pressured sometimes they do sometimes they don't if you take star trek as a star trek star trek as a whole um and i think so voyager is a series throughout everything we've done so far generates a lot of really good moments in that space and mm-hmm. so yes to me voyager the show is definitely star trek and good star trek um season 6 not saying it, we never have moments like that throughout the season, but again, for the because it shies away from anything and everything, concrete and sustained, doesn't really, outside of a few isolated incidents, I don't think, achieves that yeah. particular goal. For me. No, Jonathan's question earlier about what if the show is made today, it reminded me of something I've been thinking about. Like, what if, like, I think one of the, maybe the, my, larger problems of the show as a whole the further and further we go the most interesting stuff is when janeway our main character the captain is always the main character has had to make more and more harder decisions and the effects of that have been shown in like like in that episode night and other times uh but the show continually has to bounce back and like reassure us that she's still a good guy and smiles and loves to drink coffee and is cute and fun and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, what if they redid this show and we Janeway was allowed to basically become a villain by mm. the end of the show? Like like the Breaking Bad version of Voyager. Where you start out, we're like, I'm on Janeway's team. And then by the end of the end of the show, you're like, I'm not on Janeway's team anymore. Uh, I think that would have been really fascinating and interesting, honestly. Yeah, oh, that yeah. that of course that that couldn't get made. On oh fran- no, not at the time, absolutely the not. Time. But yes, so that by the end she has to die some kind of redemptive death or something like that in order to reclaim her her hero status, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's something they should explore with the new Trek stuff, right? I think um, I'm, I'm I fine that they didn't go all the way all that way with her because they did bring on Captain Ransom to show you what that is. Yeah, but it was um, so silly. It was so silly. They could have done it. I'm not saying. Done, yeah. I'm not saying it was done well. It's like look at this dramatic foil. 
Yeah. It's ludicrous. <laughs> you know. Well, it's so okay, cartoonishly what, what was the evil. season? Was it four or five that started with Janeway? Uh, I think it was called, the, the season opener was called Night. Uh, yes, she, season five. She's basically depressed. She's hardly left her room yes. for like three yes. weeks. She's yeah. running the ship from her bedroom. And they dealt with those themes for her and a couple of other cast members throughout that episode. You know, the, it, sporadically, but, you know, mm-hmm. somewhat consistently, I guess, throughout the season. I think they, I think Voyager works best when it's willing to sort of utilize this survival situation that they're in to, to let them dip their toes in the darkness a little bit, but season six, nothing springs to mind were episodes where they did that especially well. I mean, she does some pretty dark shit in Fairhaven. Um, well, a lot of the Janeway-focused stuff in the season is like, man, look how cool Janeway yeah, is. Yeah. Like, Janeway's there's a whole episode of awesome uh, Good Mom. Shepherd where she takes the three ensigns out, and it's basically just an episode about how awesome Janeway is. Yeah, that's why I like it. If instead, if it had been dark Janeway, and she's like, you're slowing me down. I'm murdering all three of you. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put in the record that you killed us. Who do you think they'll believe? <laughs> a terrible uh, ensign or the captain? Oh, Captain Admiral Janeway. Admiral Janeway. When I return. Um, okay. Um, okay, so we, next question we already kind of like went over. Like, what the hell is going on here? We've talked about that plenty. We don't know. We don't know what the hell is going on here. Mm, We're just mm, very mm. So, main cast, check in. Which, normally this is a... Character growth, which I feel like there's not a lot of. There so isn't. There's more. This is more of a check-in on all of the main cast, just to kind of see where we where we are with them. Uh-huh. Tuvok. Uh, he's on the show still. I can confirm. Worst worst Tuvok season, I, w- I would say. Yeah. <clears throat> for the underuse of Tuvok, we do have the one, the one good episode. What was it called? Was it Riddles? Riddles. Riddles. The one where he's yeah temporarily reduced to a childlike state. Uh. Yeah, two Vicks part two without the without the uh, transporter chicanery. Yeah, um, that's it though, man. The criminally underused until a, right at the end, the, the last few episodes they sort of tried walk to salvage and talks it with, with her. Yeah, they tried to the, salvage Janeway. it. He felt more like a regular part of the cast. The, yeah. At least letting us remember that he and Janeway are friends and have yeah. been yeah. friends for decades. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that would say nothing that really advances Tuvok in a meaningful way. Yeah, yeah. Torres, she, we have. She was even. Less in the show than Tuvok somehow, I think. Uh, no, I, she... hold on, though. I would argue with Torres, you have Barge of the Dead. Don't forget that was this season. That's true. So you get something that is focused on an aspect of her character that we haven't seen explored, which mm-hmm. is her religious faith or sort of lapsed religious faith as a Klingon. And then Muse, for all of its silliness, lets her see a dimension to her, is at least an attempt to introduce sort of an unex- a, a, a previously unseen dimension of mm. her character. She, she got two episodes to two box one. That's twice as many. That's twice, twice as many. Okay. No, I think we were talking about with Muse that it was originally supposed to be a different character. Yeah. And I was thinking about how that whole script does feel like they just scratched out that character name and just wrote in Torres and didn't change <laughs> any of the lines. Uh, Paris, he fucked a ship. He got reprimanded. Pro- arguably the best, the best season for Tom Paris. He got, he got his. <laughs> he got a fucked he, he ship. Got he got a TV. He, he got, got his, repromoted. Yes. yes. Uh, the Delta These flyer was destroyed, though. So. We think. No, it was no, it was definitely destroyed. destroyed. They'll replicate yeah. another one. They'll make him another one. It's fine. Um, Kim, Harry Kim. He might be the worst. He had some good jokes. Is he on the show this season? I, was there an actual Harry Kim episode this season? I'm looking. 
No. I'm going to go ahead I mean, and call he's... Spirit Folk a Harry Kim episode. He kissed a cow. That's no. That's kissed a, a cow? That's a strange. You'll see a cow? <laughs> top of a. Sorry, I'm quoting a. a cow cow on top of a roof. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Great barely movie. in the show. Uh, Neelix. Okay, all right. I think there's some. I think there's some Neelix stuff here. We got some good Neelix stuff in this season. Haunting of Deck Twelve. I like that episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the uh, oh, what was that other episode? The Riddles. He was very good in Riddles. Just basically like continuing the upward trajectory of Neelix likability that has been, you know, for over the past two seasons. Oh, I personally, and I think we as a podcast have turned the corner long ago. Yeah, like, I love Neelix. That's a great character. Never let it be said Gr- that great we will, performer. That we will dig our heels in on a position and yeah. refuse to budge. Because yeah. we made we dogged. Sorry, bad choice of words. We catted on Neelix for <laughs> right so much because it was it was easy. It was low hanging fruit from a a, a a joke perspective. But man, I love Neelix. Neelix is great. You know who I miss? Jatrell. Jatrell! <laughs> I, I was thinking about we always Did reference Did he die Jatrell. at the end of that, or is he just still out there in the world somewhere? I don't. I, I don't you remember. could hold a gun to my head, and I could not tell you. I don't know. <laughs> That's what people come to us for our deep and deep well Let's of see. knowledge and memory of all these episodes of, of Voyager we've watched. On the Discord today, uh, so, someone who's just who is a, came came on as a Gundam fan, and it's now because they enjoyed Gundam is now doing Voyager, right? Just but they're actually out. watching the show. <laughs> yeah, it was like, oh man, you guys have got so much like deep knowledge about Star Trek that I don't know about. This is kind of like I feel like there's things I need to catch up on. I said, no, just plow through because that was season one when we were still doing research before episodes, yeah. so we had things to say. Eventually, like our self-created inside jokes become much more important yeah. than any actual yeah. Star Trek Now knowledge. we just wander it. We watch the episode, maybe, and then, <laughs> looking at Jonathan, what? and then we wander over to the mics. That's I've it. Seen and then before. the moment we're done recording, expunged. All that, yeah. uh, erase that memory file, like gone. Jatrell is dead. Jatrell he he is dies dead. at the end of the episode. Jatrell! I do, I do feel like I have a better recollection of things that happened in seasons one, two, and three than I, I do in four, five, and yeah. even the early part of six. Yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, excuse me. Chakotay! We all know that Senor Octubre was basically trying to get fired, trying to get off the show, and asked to be used less, and he was definitely used less. They honored his request. Can do, boss. Uh, I will say, he he describes season six as uh, dreary and tedious. Yeah. So that could also be biased a little, because he just didn't I I don't disagree. Or is that the reason why he wanted to leave? Hmm. Which came first? Well, maybe he should have helped. He was there. <laughs> There's only if so. You're not part of the problem. You're get wait, get on the oars, Beltran. Yeah. Come on, help out. There are only so many boxing space entity episodes you can do. God, there is. That's the problem. There is no the fight in this. If there, there had just not. been one, there's the no fight. art in this season. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what the about the artistry shoot? of the fight? When are we getting the shoot to the shooting? Shoot to shoot to shoot to. <laughs> um, but no. But actually, we're we're joking, but also we're not. We're All not. I'm saying like, an infusion of episodes like that where we get to like excitedly sit down and be like, "What the hell was that?" What happened? As opposed to, "What the hell was that?" What the hell was that? <laughs> I mean, they really need to bring. Seska back for season seven. I mean, I was thinking about like even the episodes that we were like going ham. We hated it, like uh, Spirit Folk. We weren't that worked up yeah. because there's just it's just it's just it's mediocre, right? Like it's yeah. tedious. What does he say? Tedious and, and dreary. Dreary. It's yeah. just tedious. Like it's not. It's not 
fucking, you know, I don't know, some of the really stellar bad episodes. We're like, what is this? Uh, but okay. Seven of nine. She got some kids. She got some dreams. She had plenty of and a terrible boyfriend right at the end. I mean, but he's gone. Other yeah, than Janeway, see. she's the most uh, paid attention to character. Really? But I, like I said, I don't feel like they did anything really that But cool they didn't do much with her. with her, really. She's there. She's there a lot. Um, oh, I realize I left the doctor off to this rundown. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> He's next. So the doctor uh, sort of tackles his father issues. Which I don't know. I think that was kind of a dud. Uh, yeah, probably better things to, to well, focus they on with him. They they started out fine. The idea is fine, but then they just sort of ended the episode, and they're like, "Well, okay, I guess that's it." Yeah, like many episodes. Uh, he's got tink- Tinker Tenor Doctor Spy. Uh, there's a couple other Doctor centric episodes. Virtuoso, we didn't like. We didn't like Virtuoso. We did like Tinker Tenor Doctor Spy. Lifeline, like I said, we just did that one. It was fine. It was fine. But yeah. it wasn't. It could. It, it was. It was okay. It could have been great. Mm. Is Tinker Tinner Doctor Spy the one where he gets to become the command hologram? Yes. 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 I would argue that that is a good doctor. It's episode. fun. It's fun. In, in, in terms of, it's fun, but yeah, also I like, like they don't do a whole lot. But with him being able to step forward and sort of demand a higher degree of agency and respect from Janeway in particular in that episode, uh, they don't do a whole lot with it later of course no. yeah i was because i was looking at the, the the good garbage splits and i was talking about this before off mic it's interesting to me that we've had the same split 17 to 9 the past the, the these season four five and six three seasons in a row however season four and five trended garbage towards the end like in the second half yeah. of the season this one all the garbage is in the middle like the beginning strong the end strong but the middle is so so squishy so very squishy. Put us in a dark place mm. there, I guess, uh, <laughs> for a little while. I'm glad we didn't watch this season during the height of the, the pandemic, Oof, which yeah. still continues, but it's much but not, not that, quite yeah. to the level Peak it was. period, right? Yeah. yeah, everybody knows what we're talking about when we say the capital P pandemic. Right? The panini. They know, they know what, yeah, what, what era we're talking about there. Um, but yeah, so... Uh, I felt like, though, honestly, they didn't really move the ball much on the doctor. They more just like reminded us where the ball was. Reinforced some things that were yeah. that were introduced in season five. Yeah, we all we also learned that uh, holograms are slaves. They are shackled into sentient AI that is treated as easy work labor for the ruling elites. And that's mm. more just like a canon development for the entire star trek universe really that's not really like a good or a bad thing about voyager that's voyager just like telling us something that we hadn't really considered about the trek verse on the whole yeah and weirdly it sets up that development in picard right they make all the all the all the datas the datas that are slave labor (laughs) yeah let's see data's dead now uh but we still have the technology with positronic brains so here these are our new slaves basically Mm -hmm. uh okay then the final final stop, unless I forgot another cast member. I don't think I did. Janeway. Mm-hmm. How do we? Where is Janeway now? What is? What's going on with it's her? A little bit of a return to hero Janeway that I think might be, to the extent that anything in this season can be even quasi deliberate. I think it's quasi deliberate because they are setting up season seven, and of course the hero captain is going to be the person who does the heroic showdown stuff that gets them gets them back. back. Yeah, to the Alpha Quadrant. So I think it's sort of like. 
there's a decision here that Janeway sort of had her dark night of the soul in season four and extending into season five a little bit. She has the two-parter at the end of five going into six where she faces like evil Link in the little mirror, mm-hmm. <laughs> mirror lake, you know, and defeats evil Link uh, and then is able to emerge from that reassured in her Starfleet values. See, with a glimpse of what she could become if she allows herself to... Right, a cautionary tale. A cautionary tale. Um, yeah. And so now we're sort of setting up, even though I don't, th- I think we all agree this isn't quite as exciting as if they had gone a little further down the darkness rabbit hole. Well, I just wish, even without, they, let's say they don't go any, they don't make her any darker. They, they, that's the purpose of leading into season six with meeting uh, Captain Murder or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I wish they just made explicit that she's going down. The, it's finally, finally, after five years, coming into the sixth year, even her will is daunted. Yeah. And she sees the path that she's on, and she doesn't know how to pull her nose up. But then... And make contact, contact with, Starfleet. with Starfleet. And she's and the fire is rekindled. And she's like, yes, yeah, she I can do feels it. feels those get... pips burning at her neck. Yeah. And she's like, yes, that's, this is who I am. It, I'm going to get them home. Just make it explicit. Just make it a little more just, explicit. Just say it. Because, again, that's that's there... But we are having to make the jump because there's so much other clutter that mm. just needs to be swept aside to kind of see whatever tenuous connections they were attempting to make. You know, we talked about this before with uh, the fight. How, how great it is. We re- how great it is. But also just like, yeah. I'd love to see them remake this. Like this weird cosmic horror concept, but remake it. Now I'm kind of like, should they remake Voyager? Like, look at the whole thing. Look at the stories you could have told didn't because of all the reasons like we're like the audience today is hungry for these kind of morally complex sci-fi or any genre television i mean think about the expanse yeah like which admittedly probably in a lot of ways voyager paved the voyager walks so those shows could run Uh, but i was like should they remake voyager Make should it they? remake Voyager. As, should they pay us to remake Voyager yes, they sh- as an they audio should. drama? Could we all Sh- could we all quit all of our other jobs and yeah, remake I mean, Voyager? As, you know how as, cheap as it is to make audio dramas. Light survival horror, like I mean that, like 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 survival horror elements, but obviously light enough to keep it in the sci-fi realm. So you're you know you don't have to have <laughs> really horrible stuff happening. But you know, and you could even have the same ending when it's all said and done. But yeah. make the show about the struggle to get there, and not all the so many just cluttered diversions. Well, yeah, even just streaming streamlining each season, let's say down to ten episodes instead of twenty six, that'll keep you on target. That'll let you, you know, uh, yes, I don't like. I think that would be a fascinating thing one day for them to remake Voyager and say, okay, we had we had a dry run. There's some good stuff. There's some great stuff, and there's some really bad stuff. What what can we do? knowing all this in advance because mm. clearly there was not an overarching plan other than eventually they get back you know like that was the outline uh okay best episode worst episode uh first screen time uh janeway still had the most oh okay uh the doctor is about 60 percent of hers coming in second uh seven to nine is about half of the janeway screen time okay and then Torres is about half of seven of nine. Mm-hmm. Tom is about equal to Torres. Chicote is a little less than them. Kim is pretty equal to Chicote, and then Tuvok, and then Neelix isn't even on the list. <laughs> oh, poor! And he had a whole episode that he was the lead of. Yeah, 
Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that makes that last shot of Neelix in uh, Unimatrix Zero. Looking really over funny. his shoulder. <laughs> where he's just like, where they just pan past him and he's standing against the wall like, wow, dang. That's a know? good representation of the season other than the one episode that he If was I ever on. meet Ethan Phillips, I'm going to have that clip and be like, what were you thinking? You're thinking what, was going through, what was going through Neelix's mind? What was going through your mind, Ethan Phillips? <laughs> I would love to know. This is the perfect little snapshot. Uh, okay, so... Uh, my my favorite episode is Pathfinder, uh, and it's the best executed episode, top to bottom, for what is attempting to accomplish. I know it's funny to say because we we've, we've been criticizing season six for not featuring the main cast as much, but it's done with intent here, and it's worth it for the payoff when we do reconnect with the main cast at the end for like the last four minutes. Structurally, there's a reason they're only in that part because it's all about creating that connection. So it's not brought; they're not brought in until the very end and it's 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 worth it for the for the tom paris payoff with the uh if i tell my you're telling my son i'm proud of him he hears he hears you sir and we'll all be here and then and then this transmission mm -hmm. cuts off um so i think in terms of just best execution a, a semblance a strong semblance of intent um we all thought pathfinder was strong enough that that was going to be the defining episode for the remainder of the season mm -hmm. at the time it wasn't. It but was not. Yeah. It was good enough that we felt that in our hearts at the time. And then two episodes, I could say that like, I wouldn't say they're like in my Star Trek top 10 or 15, but that I, that I thought were better. I'll throw this in there as bonus content. Thought were a little better than I think the group consensus ended up being were the Voyager Conspiracy and Good Shepherd. Um, I know mm. our big issue with Good Shepherd was like so many things in season six, the end fell off too quickly. Right. But on the whole... I like that episode a lot. And actually, that was our same, that was our complaint with Voyager Conspiracy, too, is it felt like it wrapped up a little bit too quickly. But what's your favorite episode, Jonathan? Uh, one Small Step. Uh, yeah. No, I think it embodies what Star Trek on the whole is and should be um, exploration and things. And I, I like exploration that. Exploration and things. Exploration and things. No, and I like how, you know, it connects you know, the past to, to them. And it's all about how they, um, and yes, it is. It's kind of a knock that it's an episode largely about, uh, something else, someone else. Mm -hmm. Um, but at least in this episode, they, it's all about their, their response, their emotional, uh, response to, you know, all the logs that they're getting and all that. So mm -hmm. they do, it is about their own character. You are learning about the, they're all part of the same journey. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's that's mine. Uh, I hate to agree with Jonathan, but one small step, one small step is absolutely my favorite episode. That would have been a close second for me. Um, yeah, that's that's a good one. Like honestly, I think it's going on the shelf, maybe in my like top ten mm -hmm. of all time mm -hmm. Star Trek episodes across bar none. Um, just because, like you said, it's it's powerful. Like it made me feel feelings, and it also made me more irritated with the rest of the season because yeah. it's like this is what you can do. With these toys and these flimsy sets, you can make this, and then you turn around and make like Fairhaven, and I'm like, Ugh. I will say that in my defense, though, I without pulling up the list and looking at it, I could not have remembered whether or not what one small step was in this season or at the tail end of season five. That's fair. So, uh, <laughs> that's fair. No, that's true. I mean, it really could. If have I been... thought about one small step, I would have thought, was that this season? I know Pathfinder was season six, so let's say Pathfinder. I mean, it really I, I could definitely have been... put it as if I'm going to recommend Voyager to someone, it's a like. Well, here's two yep. episodes you can watch that'll show you this is what Voyager is. I would say watch Eye of a Needle from season one, 
and watch one small step. So now, it is an outstanding episode. Yeah. Like, this is what Voyager is. Like, very early to very late. Yeah. Uh, what's the worst episode or the one you disliked the most? Uh, I'll say this is an easy answer, but, like, my, I think my reasons behind it are probably not the surface level reasons. Like, there's a, there's a thousand reasons to dislike Spirit Folk, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and But the reason I hate it so much is because I'm something of a Fairhaven apologist like I think there's a core, there's some core interesting stuff they're doing with Fairhaven. Mm. That like we were gonna do all this other mess with Fairhaven, you know, and 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 things that grade us one way or the other, and set up this whole like weird setting. Like Fairhaven at its core did something with it that was interesting and worth exploring. Mm. That answered questions we'd had about the show and the relationship between you know flesh and blood life forms and holograms. Showed us some things about Janeway we hadn't had a chance to see. Like, if you're going to bring the other sort of baggage of Fairhaven in, like, at least do something kind of cool with it at the core, which I think that they did, and then Spirit Folk immediately just set fire to all that for absolutely no reason <laughs> yeah. whatsoever. For just, like, cheap laughs, pratfall comedy, Harry Kim kisses a cow, um, even when it tried to get in to something serious with the uh, bartender guy sort of becoming uh -huh. self-aware, I guess, mm -hmm. and... And leading the revolution, it did it in such a like a slapdash, non-committal way that even that felt like an insult to the story that they were pretending to tell <laughs> in Spirit Folk. <laughs> so that's where my hatred for Spirit Folk comes in, beyond just you know the obvious other problems of that episode. What about you, Jonathan? I think it's a tie for Fairhaven and Spirit Folk. I think they're both shitty. No, I think Fairhaven is is shitty, considerably shitty. better than Spirit it's Folk. Uh, I'm going with Child's Play Ooh. because I hate Echeb. <laughs> <laughs> I hate him. Is that the one where Echeb almost leaves? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's all focused on Echeb. I hate Echeb. Yeah. I hate him. Like, what a terrible addition to the show. Mm -hmm. No thank mm -hmm. you. Okay. So, uh, real quick, I'm going to do some housekeeping of our future plans for the podcast. Everyone kind of knows the, the direction we're going in. And then we'll come back and you can give your final, your final thoughts. So uh, the plan is, so obviously this episode will go up to Patreon first, so then you can we can tally your votes on Patreon, and that'll be included in the final release. Um, so the plan moving forward, and I know I've talked about this in other times before, but I wanted to just kind of put it here again. The plan, so we're doing next season, season seven, the same as before, same, same structure, same schedule, all that kind of thing. We'll probably start recording that December, maybe? I, we've all got a lot on our plate in the next couple Maybe. of months, so we'll see. Um, but so we'll do season seven. But as everyone's been, if you haven't thought about it, like once we we've ruled each season good or garbage as we've gone, and we'll do that with season seven, just as we're about to do with season six. But then after that, we need to decide, adjudicate whether the whole show is good or garbage. And so that's what we've started calling the Omega season. Which will, it won't be as long because we don't have 26 episodes to go through. Right now, the plan is, which may change, is we're going to do one episode for each season, like where we talk about the season as a whole and like get also remind us and remind you if you've been following along from the very beginning of what was that season about? What happened in that season? What was it like? What were our thoughts? And have those thoughts changed now that we have the whole show to put it in context. Uh, we're also going to do uh, an appeal. Our Patreon uh, subscribers are going to be allowed to pick one episode from each season 
to appeal, to appeal the judgment, where we have to watch it again. Obviously, we won't need to resummarize it, do like a shortened summary, but just kind of get back into it. Would we would we change our minds with what we know now, knowing the whole show, or just capriciously do would we change our uh, our um, our verdict? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, there'll be one episode per season chosen by the Patreon subscribers. So if you haven't already joined the Patreon to be a part of the grand jury, and you, but also you're real mad about something we ruled back in season two, get get on the Patreon. Then you can have us redo it. Uh, and finally ending in the Omega jury. <laughs> I hope that they pick Tuvix so that we can just double down on it. Oh, like, oh no. <laughs> yes. Thousand percent. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that is that, uh, that those are the future plans, which cover approximately two years. Uh, we have made no plans on what is next in the mainline people versus franchise i i I can almost guarantee we will do another side project similar to gundam wing maybe anime maybe not just to keep us fresh and let us work on something new in the meantime because we we, i i fucking really enjoyed doing our people versus gundam wing i loved that that was a great experience it was less work for me that's why that's why i really no 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 no. i mean it was well there's just something about so I guess we would people versus gundam wing was kind of like one super season right it was one season of what did it come about? Forty episodes or something in the end? Fifty one, maybe? We did. You mean in the anime or the number of episodes? Number of episodes our, our show. we did, yeah. I mean it doesn't uh, I don't need the 51. exact count. It 51. was one one super season is yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. And there was something about knowing that this is just temporary, like this is just like one they kept the energy up all the way through um, forever. We didn't have to fight through the fatigue spells that we've had to with Voyager. So if if you haven't Listen to People versus Gundam Wing, like our little break coming up here for the fall. It'd be a great time for you to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or any of the other fun Shadow Public Radio products that are out there. For those they exist. They're there, and they're very good. And yeah. you could join join us on the Patreon if you like what we Join doing. the Patreon. And then you get access to our Discord. We also have merch, which we yeah. never mention. We do have merch. You go to shadowpublicradio.com, and there's merch. It's That's right. And it's real nice. And th- it's fine. And the Patreon is patreon.com slash shadow. S-H-A-D-E-A-U-X. You said that you emphasize the D like that's the unusual part of the spelling. No, I do that because... Shadow is usually spelled When I spell T. it fast, I'm like S-H-A-D-E-A-U-X. So oh, then it sounds D- like the D- yeah. D-A-U-X. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, okay, well, enough chilling. Final thoughts. What verdict do you recommend to the grand jury. Garbage, motherfucker. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, garbage. Totally garbage. I think uh, there's too much. There are too many episodes that are so middle of the road that could have gone literally either way, depending on our mood that day. Uh, and just the fact that there's so much wasted uh, potential energy resources everything like they had so much to work with yet did mostly nothing um and i i I just don't feel like we should reward that um yeah so garbage for me uh yeah i mean I, i there are a lot of episodes that i like in season six and some of them like i said that things that i genuinely liked better than than y'all ended up liking them um, was not just me being in character sometimes it was but sometimes there were, were some that i thought you know 
deserved a you know deserved a good verdict or I would have put on that side of the good line. So me saying this isn't me saying that I think this is just a giant bowl of crap, but I would have to say just out of character Josh's legitimate judgment like this is a garbage season because of the loss of direction and mm. the total loss of momentum and where that loss of momentum is coming when you are know that when you know you're about to bring the whole damn thing in for a landing, mm-hmm. this is a bad time for the engines to stall. It honestly would have been better for a season six to happen like back in season three, yeah. when you still had like a bunch of seasons ahead of you to reestablish yeah. momentum. Now like season seven, it's like you got some work to do to make me care about what happens to this ship. If I was just coming into this cold, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I have a, some prior knowledge of of how the whole series plays out. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I it's been a chore to defend some of these week in and week out. It has not been as much fun to come in here and try to play the apologist as it has was for like season four and five when when things were starting to get, uh you know, when y'all were starting to get hostile towards some of Voyager's obvious inconsistencies. Well, I think in the past, <laughs> you you had good faith arguments. Yes. This is the season you were forced to be an I apologist. Was forced to be an apologist. That's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. So yeah, to me, it's, it's, it's garbage. Uh, I think it's pretty good. No, uh, <laughs> no, it surprised you guys, but no, I actually kind of liked it. Yeah, was, you know what? I'm not, I know we said a lot of doom and gloom, but I'm not a hater like my co-host here. <laughs> Let's give him a shot. The capricious little satyr that lives inside you is like, <laughs> do it, Derek. Do no, it. no, 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 no. Because I went back and kind of re mentally reviewed like how I felt about like. Season four, season five, especially. Right. And season four was the one where I was like, this uh, this season sucks, and I hate it, and blah. And right. season five, I was like befuddled more than anything. Right. Which I think even then, I was like, mm, lean towards garbage, but who knows. Right. This season is worse than those two. Like, yeah. just without even having to be like, I'm making a bold stance. Like, I just feel clearly... This is less than, it is less than season four and season five. And so if those, I was like, these suck, this one definitely sucks. It is garbage to me. For the same reasons we've already stated ad nauseum. And for me personally, just emotionally, which admittedly this is part of the podcast and part of the malaise. Like we put in work for this, not a lot of work, but it requires effort. Hey, stay we, for, say that for yourself. We put on pants to come down here and I came, talk into a microphone. Yeah, I put in a lot of work, damn it. Yeah, but that's what I, I keep circling back. This season feels like a waste. Like it feels like you have the opportunity to tell this story in this world. And this is what you turned in. And it's like, what, what a shame. I'm, I'm not really, not personally calling out any of the writers or creators, but just as someone watching the, the what they made cold, like, right. what a shame. What a missed opportunity. Uh, and that's why I think the season is garbage. But you, the grand jury. Can have a different opinion. You can have a different opinion. For money. For money. You can... You may disagree with us. You may agree. Uh, please, once we put this up, uh, feel free to chat with us and with each other on the Patreon post and in the Discord. Uh, I, I uh, like hash it out. Like if you guys, some, if, if there's something we haven't thought of that you want to make sure the other members of the jury know, post it up. Like I say this because I know none of you are shy. We, our, our, you know, our our our, our meek. Patreon subscribers who don't want to talk about their opinions. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, and as always, just the, the normal caveat, whether this is ruled good or garbage, it should have no effect at all on your enjoyment of this season 
the whole show, Star Trek in general, our podcast, our podcast especially, and your money contribution to same. But yeah, uh, enjoy listening and vote with your hearts. No, vote with your brains, not with your hearts. Wait, no, use your heart. Vote with your hearts.